Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Jesus reminds us to watch for the signs of his return. Today, we will explore further what we are seeing in our times that line up with what signs he said would indicate the potential of the end and his return. We will also discuss the practical meaning of this as we watch and as a remnant, prepare as he so leads. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, Kathy, uh, welcome to uh, End Times Friday. Uh, here we Excellent. go. Here we go again. Uh, man, these, these uh, days go fast, and here we are already on our third session of uh, End Times. Um, so I find this so fascinating, though, and I think so many of our other listeners do, too. So uh, we just really appreciate you digging into this for us. Yeah, um, and one thing that uh, this is interesting to me, and actually this happened to you, um, We've had a lot of people come to the retreats, mm-hmm. uh, and during our retreat, our first one, uh, we have, by the way, uh, 22 of them, so we're, we'd love to uh, uh, multiply them, and you can go on our website. Uh, I can actually throw that up here uh, uh, and go to the uh, courses uh, as well as uh, uh, inquire about retreats, but um, it's... Um, uh, the different things that we do and offer and you go to afjministry.com uh, and go to online course or go to retreats uh, and you can see all the different things that we offer, which mm-hmm. it always starts with, we got to learn to abide, a lot of got to learn to walk with God. That's and then, and then we right? have all these, uh, these other ones, you know, that go on. So it's quite exciting. So we'd love for you to, to look at that and, uh, and join us sometime. Uh, but in all these abiding retreats, uh, over the last, uh, interesting, over the last, I'd say, three to five years, um, almost at every retreat, uh, somebody mm-hmm. uh, gets a uh, member, and they're hearing from, okay, God, what would you have me understand? What would you have me grow in? I, and I'm going to start uh, digging into the Word and the relationship uh, around these things that you're speaking to me. And they, we have this fantastic uh, weekend uh, that ends with this exercise. Um, and they, everybody hears from God, uh, even the most, it's, even the most skeptical. Right. It's the uh, best day of the whole yeah, retreat for uh, sure. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, and we talk about, you know, being a blessing to be, you know, being blessed to be a blessing is that's one of the blessings we get to experience. Is, oh my goodness. Yes. Is, um, <laughs> how, uh, God can speak, mm-hmm. uh, to somebody uniquely Mm-hmm. in a way that they really understand, hey, I heard from God and I now know his, his path for me is to start here and I'm, I'm with yeah. it, let's go. Um, it's, quite, it's quite exciting. And, uh, and, even, and a lot of people, that's the first time that really God's word has become alive and active to yeah, them. Yeah, it's, and it's usually the case uh, because yeah. they, they said, I don't, I don't understand this hearing from God stuff and uh, is this real and, and what, you know, I study the Bible, but... Um, Mm-hmm. Uh, but they get to experience it. Um, and so, um, and even the most skeptical uh, of people, because uh, we have a lot of people that come that, you know, are being brought by somebody else and they're, you know, they're mm-hmm. doing it. Uh, okay. All right. I'll come. Interesting enough. Most people come, they don't have a clue what they're coming to. Uh, right. Uh, it's just, Hey, we're going to spend time in the word and learn what it means to walk with God. Uh, and most people say, well, I'd like to learn that. So, mm-hmm. uh, but they don't know what it is. So we, you know, we get into it and get into the truth of it. Um, and then we have this exercise, and um, I've had people um, very, very skeptical uh, with uh, even being taught from their theology, well, Christians don't hear from God. Right. You do not hear from God. The, you know, the work of the Holy Spirit's over. And, uh, and I said, and I just say, okay, you know, just stay with it, and we'll see what happens. And mm-hmm. um, uh, we, had a, we had a retreat. Uh, where this one couple were both that way. They were fighting the whole way. Uh, mm. And yeah, buts, and, you know, no, that is not true, and et cetera, et cetera. And, um, so we had this exercise, um, uh, which they went and did, uh, comes back, and what we do is we go around the room and just say, okay, what God say to you? Um, and then, as you know, Kathy, we just assist that and say, okay, do you realize uh, the depth of that? Here's some other verses mm-hmm. to go look at and enjoy your, your new path. 
Right. Uh, by abiding, by the way, getting the word and abide um, and abide in the relationship. Well, this couple, this woman uh, started our time and she was like, uh, I think she was going to be close to last. And she said, hey, before we start, I got something to say. I said, what? She said, you can't hear from God. Mm. Uh, it's not possible. And, uh, uh, you know, this is not right what you're showing and teaching us. And I said, okay, I, I appreciate your opinion. I said, did you do the exercise? Mm-hmm. Um, and she said, yeah. I said, okay, well, let's, let's just, when we come to you, we'll see what, what happened. Um, and again, because of, you know, the, what God has taught me is, you know, don't get frustrated. Don't get angry. Don't worry right. about it. You know, I'll handle this. Um, that, and that part's not your responsibility. It's not my responsibility. And if they walk away and reject it all, it doesn't matter. Um, uh, now the setup for this is that this couple, <laughs> um, I had made a statement. Uh, and I usually make this on Saturday morning when we get into unity, mm-hmm. um, is that I said a lot of couples uh, have come to a place in their marriage where they say we agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. Um, and I make this comment. Well, then you're just two self-centered people that aren't willing to follow God. Um, and, sh- and she really got offended by that uh, and said, that's not so. She said, we've kept peace in our in our marriage because there's things in our marriage that we've agreed to disagree. Matter of fact, we've had a 10-year-old issue that we couldn't resolve, we didn't have an answer for, and we just said, let's agree to disagree and live with it. And I said again, I understand, but you're just two, <laughs> you're just two self-centered people <laughs> that aren't willing to follow God because God has answers. Right. God has answers. Right. I, reject, I reject that. Okay, I said, that's fine. Um, so that's the context of this. So we go around the room. People are sharing, you know, God said this, God said this, God said, and it was exciting. It's, it's always exciting. Mm-hmm. So it comes to her. <coughs> she's like, I got nothing. I said, I know. Um, did you do the, did you do the exercise? Yeah. Okay. Uh, read it. Just read the verses. Mm-hmm. What, what did you start with and what did you get cross-referenced to? And let's see what God says. So she starts reading the verses. Um, and she reads the first verse, and then she reads the second verse, mm-hmm. and then she reads the third verse, and she starts bawling and crying and weeping. And she says, uh, I said, what? She says, oh, my gosh, this is the answer to our 10-year-old problem. Wow. And she turns to her husband, do you see that? He says, Yeah. That's the answer to our 10-year-old problem. Uh, and now we can get freedom from this burden that we've been carrying for, ten, she says this, from, the, from 10 years. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I apologize. Well, I am so sorry. And I confess I am so arrogant, prideful, and stubborn that I'm not willing to realize that God cares about mm-hmm. me. And he, he answered my, our issue right here today and i didn't even know it until i realized my goodness there's the answer um right so uh, beautiful right it's so it's so beautiful and uh now linda and i and the rest of the group and this is this is what's so unique about what we do uh is we're sit we're sitting there listening to that Mm -hmm. and we're saying how did god do that to go from here to here to here and answer their specific question. How did how did he do that? Right. And God says, uh, "That's what I do. Uh, that's yeah. the beauty of what I do." And by the way, what I've given you to give away. Um, yes. And doesn't that thrill your heart when when I work in somebody's life like that? Yeah, hallelujah. You know, it was. And, and by the way, they they picked it up, they received it, they teach it. Uh, it went from this this isn't possible to their living their life that way. I uh, love that. Uh, because the truth is, <laughs> God says, I want to speak to everybody. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I want to give everybody, you know, uh, the heart of it. So in, in our retreats, uh, particularly the last five years, uh, almost every retreat, uh, and you were, you were experiencing this uh, in, in your life, is God speaks about uh, the remnants. God speaks about something mm-hmm. of the ends. God speaks about, hey, I want to show you something about what's coming up. Right. Um, well, see, to me, that's significant uh, that 
because it's not it's not me. I don't even say a thing about it. I in our retreat, I don't even talk about this right. uh, at all. I mean, that's not the purpose. I'm not trying to uh, persuade anybody. That's not the agenda. Um, so I don't I don't even say anything about it. Um, right. uh, but God does, mm-hmm. and that's what struck me is that that's why this is so significant. You know, for us to really pay attention to. Well, huh? You've kind of raised up the uh, process for people to start paying attention, right? Uh, more now. Uh, does that mean the end is absolutely near? No, uh, but there's something about it. There's something he's putting us on alert for. On alert for it, that you know. you know, pay attention, understand it. Let me show you something, um, and that's why uh, he's asking us. And so, uh, and you've experienced this. He gives dreams. Mm-hmm. Uh, gives interest. We had we had one group that had a retreat, and they and they, you know, one guy was led to a little bit about the end, and um, and so he uh, was led to remnant, which he didn't understand what that was. Uh, actually, there's I have a book on the remnant called the remnant, and um, he went and got it, and he read it, and he said, "Oh my gosh, uh, we need to more, no, need more about this." So he tells the whole mm-hmm. rest of the group. Um, you know, I think God's trying to ask us to understand the end times a little bit better. Hey, Rich, could you do a session on this for us? So they, mm-hmm. they actually came to our house for three hours uh, for dinner one night. And this is after the retreat and said, we would like to learn more about this because God's impressing, yeah. pressing upon us to do that. You know, so um, we just see it happening more and more and more. And uh, it's as, as God so alerts you, it's pay attention, but there's something about mm-hmm. it. And if you'd, Kathy, go to uh, Revelation uh, 1 through 3, mm-hmm. uh, he again makes, makes a statement that is critical for us to understand. So go ahead and read Revelation 1, uh, 1 to 3. Sure. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants the things that must soon take place. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant, John, who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ, even to all that he saw. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear and who keep what is written in it, for the time is near. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, first of all, again, he says, um, I want John to write what he saw. Mm-hmm. So he was transported ahead, and he's, he's writing, uh, describing uh, what he saw. Uh, mm-hmm. And he's doing it in his own context of his life, what he understands. You know, so he likely saw, for example, let's say he saw an iPhone, mm-hmm. which for us is like, oh yeah, I know what that is. He wouldn't have a clue what that is. Right. Um, so, well, let me see if I could explain that in words that I can understand. Right. Um, so he really described in cultural context of what he understood, which is part of why there's so much symbolism there. Yes. From um, our standpoint. Yeah. And, yeah. and this, is, this is, now this is an example, and I'm not saying it's absolute, it's just an example. Um, he described that the mark of the beast is on the forehead. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that there's, a, there's an identification process that shows you have the mark of the beast on your forehead. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, does that mean there's something written on it? Uh, you know, I don't think so. I think it's facial recognition for something you've, you've agreed to. Okay, what, mm. what today do we have that operates by facial recognition? Well, our phones. Our phones. Sure. Our yeah. phones. It opens it up by recognizing you yeah. and now your, your, your computer. So he could have easily seen an iPhone pressed up against what he considered to be, I guess, they're, I guess he's looking at the forehead and that's how the mark of the beast is identified. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, he couldn't say it's, it's an electron, electronic device. Electricity wasn't, wasn't invented by then. Right. Uh, so he, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't talk about it in terms that we would say there's a device, it's reading their face. Mm-hmm. He's not saying that. I, I guess there's a mark of the beast is on the, everybody's forehead because that's how they get recognized. Um, well, we could say that could be that. Uh, now, that by the way, interesting. 100 years later, it could be even more sophisticated. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know so, um, but that's one thought of, well, he could be, have been describing that. Right. And his way was, well, I guess that's that mark of the beast is on their forehead when actually it's a device doing a facial recognition. 
Um, That's interesting, uh, right? Yeah, it really is interesting. So it's kind of fun. But write, write down what you saw. Uh, and so we're, we have to understand, okay, what did he see? Mm-hmm. And how do we interpret that knowing what we know today? Because uh, right. we know more than he knew back then. Um, and so we're, we're, we're probably more uh, able to say, oh, it could be this. Uh, I could see that now. Um, and this is how it, it, it applies to us. But then he says, blessed are you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by the way, it's part of the, it's, think about it, it's part of the covenant. I'm going to bless mm-hmm. you to make you a blessing. Well, blessed are you if you read this, pay attention to it, mm-hmm. hear my ex- explanations to you personally as you say, well, what does right. that mean? What does that mean? And then three is you, you keep, keep it, it, you follow it, you listen and follow, you listen and follow. So there's something mm-hmm. about it that is more than just, well, I'm going to leave that to the theologians and it doesn't really matter because it's future and mm-hmm. it's not like the rest of the Bible uh, that is trying to help me out to have life. I guess that doesn't pertain to this. He said, he said mm-hmm. yes, it does. Uh, pay attention. Uh, and that's why Kathy and I are doing it uh, is that uh, it's an important thing to consider. Uh, lots of things going on these days that, that uh, Jesus said, listen and watch and wait. Uh, and we're going to do that together. So I hope you enjoy it. Uh, we're excited about it and uh, continue to pursue it. Uh, last time, Kathy, uh, we were in Deuter- uh, Daniel 9. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, it laid out the timeline. Uh, what's, right. ca- what's called Daniel's 70 weeks. Uh, and so he says there's 70 weeks basically left in, in the earthly time before uh, the Messiah you know, ultimately returns and creates uh, the millennium. Uh, so the 70 weeks, uh, each, each, each day is a year. Mm-hmm. So 70 weeks would be 490 years total. Right. Uh, and then he and said, you beautifully laid out how certain things had been definitively historically defined. Already. Yeah, yeah. I love, I love how you laid that out. Yeah. It was so, if you haven't, if you haven't uh, heard that one, go back and do that one. But it's, mm-hmm. uh, it, it says there's of the 70 weeks, 69 are from you, Daniel, until Messiah. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's exact. Yes. Exactly uh, 434 years uh, is uh, from uh, this time until uh, uh, his time. Excuse me, 463 years uh, is from uh, Daniel's time until Christ. And it's exact. So it's already happened. Uh, all mm-hmm. those things have already happened. Well, that week leaves one week left. Right. Uh, now, um, that week, interesting enough, didn't follow the 70. And he actually specifies it to say 69 are going to happen. Mm-hmm. The 70th one is yet to happen, and nobody's going to know when. Right. And even Christ said, I don't know when. So what are we in? Well, we're in the between the 69th and the 70th week. It's called the church age. Mm-hmm. We're now followers of Christ in the church age, and that is indeterminable in terms of how long that's going to be. Uh, right now, we know it's 2,000 years. Uh, could be longer. At least. At least. You know, so, <laughs> so we don't know if it's going to be longer or not, how much longer it's going to be, but there's one week left. And the one week, that's when we talk about the end times. We're talking about that week. Seven years. It's called right. the, the, tribu- the Great Tribulation. Now, remember, mm-hmm. uh, don't look at the tribulation as just when God's wrath comes, which we'll explain. It's the entire seven years mm-hmm. that you enter the tribulation, even though the first three and a half years are considered by the world very, very good. Right. In uh, fact, we'll have the appearance of prosperity yes, in a lot of ways. That's right. Um, and so you would say, well, that's not tribulation. Uh, well, it's the it's the period of the entire process which brings about uh, the the pain for the earthlings, as mm-hmm. well as the uh, the wrath that comes from God. I mean, so it's the entire period. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about the seventieth week, uh, it is uh, one week left, seven years left, seven year tribulation yet to occur, and all of it, which we'll get into, is going to occur. And mm-hmm. see, that's absolute. It's really interesting. Well, those, that stuff's absolute. We know what's going to happen right. during that during that seven year period. Uh, that's not fuzzy. Uh, a question: Are we still here or not? Called the rapture. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a question. That's not for certain uh, with an answer to that. We, we're going to be raptured. We just don't know exactly when. Um, uh, and then the other pieces of it, well, how is it going to play out? And what's the mark of the beast, for example? Right. Yeah, we don't know. Um, it's going to be an identifier. And if you have an identifier, there's got to be a way to check you to have that identifier. Mm-hmm. What we know today is that's probably electronic in some way. Uh, there's some electronic thing that is able to verify you have the mark of the beast or to say, hey, mm-hmm. you don't have it. And it gives you, for example, uh, again, we'll get into this, the mark of the beast gives you the ability to buy and sell economically. Right. So um, uh, do you have it? If you have it, you'll be able to buy and sell. If you don't have it, you can't do that. Okay, so right. think about how, again, simple that could be. Um, you would you say, well, I'm not taking the mark of the beast. Okay, mm-hmm. you are identified because you don't have the right registration mm-hmm. to say I received that, I signed it, I'm in, I'm, I've got it. Uh, well, you don't have it. Um, so you go to a restaurant and you want to eat, sit down and eat. They're going to say, show me your identifier. Well, I don't have it. But then you can't come in here. Right. Um, that will be that's that's the detail of that system. Right. Is that you'll be and now see what you're describing is is part of where people are struggling with the idea of I don't know if you want to go here or not, but whether the vaccine is part of that, sure, you know, or if it's something that's simply desensitizing us, and which is kind of where I have landed on it that that is yeah. desensitizing us and readying us for that there will be a system that something is required yeah. to purchase yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. But and that's a that's a, a common question. Um, Mm-hmm. It's a very simple answer. The answer is uh, no, not yet. Uh, here's why. Um, when the mark of the beast happens, mm-hmm. uh, which, by the way, happens after the one world government is set up. Right. Now, we have a foreshadowing. Which, we have a right. foreshadowing of that with the COVID mm-hmm. uh, is that the world came under the influence of a single policy, which was, uh, uh, you know, six feet apart, mask, uh, right. and lockdown. Right. Uh, and everybody did it, willingly, by the way. Um, and so now, and you so know. There's it, a precursor for that, yeah. but not an actual one world government. We're not there yet because we're not actually under one world government. And it's not, it's not a one, excuse me, a one world economic system. Right. That's, that's another indicator is that, well, the whole world is going to be under the common economic indi- uh, mm-hmm. process which will be like some kind of a Bitcoin uh, thing that is electronic. So we won't mm-hmm. have dollars anymore. There won't be pounds anymore. There's not going to be euros anymore. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the new whatever. And mm-hmm. by the way, it'll be worldwide. Uh, everybody will have it. So though that hasn't happened. Um, and then you come to the vaccine and um, the mark of the beast for the believers that have a heart to hear it will be informed convicted, understood, mm-hmm. that's the mark of the beast. Don't do it. Right. And it's not going to be, well, could it be that? Um, is it that? Um, mm-hmm. That seems kind of controlling and I don't want to do it. And aren't they trying to force me to do it? And is that the mark of the beast? It's a precursor. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you are encouraged and mm-hmm. it's all over the world. Uh, take take the vaccine. Uh, right. And by the way, if you don't, you a lot of companies say you can't even come to work. Right. Uh, if you don't, some you can't. Colleges are following suit. Colleges, well. you can't go to school. Um, uh, you know, they're trying to get it so that um, international travel, uh, they haven't yet got there. They said you could either have the vaccine or a verified test. Right. But they would like to say, if you want to go to Europe from a America, passport. you have to have a vaccine passport. Um, yeah. So it's restrictive. Right. Uh, and it's interesting because I do believe that desensitizes us. Like you said, it's a, it's a precursor, but it kind of, you know, just like turning up the hot water on a frog, it gets you used to that this is something that is normal and acceptable for us to be able to transact and interact and travel. And this is just part of what we do. Exactly. Um, and uh, as you look at that, um, that, you know, this is going to be, you know, the mark of the beast uh, is 
um, it'll be some kind of an electronic passport uh, that will be uh, required uh, of you to, to take it um, and whether you join the system or not. Now, interesting enough, in a little bit of the COVID and the vaccine, you know, is, is part of this desensitization, um, the world willingly says, no problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I'll do it. No problem. And it's not even, there's not even, and this is what, with the vaccine, see, there's a lot of people, whether they're believers or not believers, it's like, eh, I'm not so sure about this. Right. Um, it hasn't been fully tested. Yeah, there's some problems with it. Uh, hey, by the way, people that take the vaccine still get COVID. Wait a second. It's not mm-hmm. really a vaccine. Yeah, it really not. No, it isn't. It's a shot. Um, okay. Uh, they have natural questions about it. Um, right. And therefore, I don't know if I'm going to do it or not. And, and and God, you go to God and say, you know, should I do it or should I not? And he knows the answer to that. And uh, he'll give you that answer. But when the, when the mark of the beast comes, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a complete universal worldwide acceptance of sure, absolutely. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and I believe it's because of the, what, what triggers the tribulation. Remember, it's economic. Mm-hmm. We tend to focus on all the politics of it, but it's really economic. And uh, one world government is established because they have the ability to deliver the economics. Okay, what does mm-hmm. that mean for me? That means I've lost it, and they get they regain they gave it back to me in some way. Mm. Yeah. So there's a there's a, what I what I foresee is a a worldwide economic collapse, mm-hmm. and it's such it's so severe that people truly suffer uh, financially, uh, big time. Which readies them to step in and accept this other. Uh, and they've got debt and they've got, you know, mm-hmm. they can't get food and they can't, they can't get supplies and it's awful, awful, and they're upset and they're mad and, and struggling and I don't see any hope out of this. And, mm-hmm. and then the one world government comes along and says, hey, by the way, I tell you what, we came up with a solution. Mm-hmm. Uh, the solution is you give up your sovereignty uh, you join this new, uh, you know, and I don't know, for Star Trek fans, it would be, <laughs> you know, join the Federation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> what Star Trek is portrayed as having their headquarters, interesting enough, uh, in San Francisco on Earth. Uh, but uh, they operate uh, as a one planet federation. Mm-hmm. So there's no countries anymore. Uh, it's strictly a federation. So that's what it's going to be. Okay, you join the federation. You're not an American, you're not English, you're not German. Uh, you're going to be under our system. And by the way, here's our new economic uh, currency, which I think will be electronic. Uh, mm-hmm. And then um, I'm going to release your debt. Um, I'm going to uh, set up a new system for you to gain wealth. Um, and it'll be a little bit of this interesting combination of uh you know, communal or what they would call a pure communist system, which is everybody gets the same. So there'll be some of that, but mm-hmm. there'll be there'll still be the ability to uh, incentivize people to you know do more, have more, whatever. Uh, and by the way, and this is an aside, um, there's discussion, verbal, uh, written, public statements uh, mm-hmm. being made by central banks, being made by the uh, a group out of Davos uh, in uh, Switzerland where they gather all these economic people together. It just came out of the uh, what they call the G12. Uh, mm-hmm. These are the, the primary financial nations of the world, and right. they meet about every six months to a year. Yeah. Is uh, that they, part of the World Economic Forum? Is that World, world that? Economic Is that? Forum would be part of that. Um, but the G12 mm-hmm. um, just made a statement that we are going to work on and encourage what's called the Great Reset. Mm, yes, um, I've heard a lot uh, of this. And, and, you, and you can guys look it up on, online. You can start reading about it. You'll, you'll pay attention to it. You'll hear it. If you go uh, to the World Economic Forum's website, you'll see the Great Reset all over it. Yeah, yeah, the Great yeah. Reset. Uh, and the discussion uh, is uh, we're going to reset the entire world economic system. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, what they've defined it as at the moment, and it's not fully mm-hmm. defined and it's not, it's not implemented at all, uh, but it's, uh, and, and some of this is absolutely going to happen. Um, 
We're going to uh, forgive everybody's debt. Mm-hmm. We're going to have it so that nobody owns anything anymore. Mm. We're going to take away all private ownership. So you're, the stocks you have, uh, the house you have, uh, you're not, you're not going to be the owner of that stuff. They're, they're talking about taking away private ownership. And, uh, but they're going to give you uh, what, I, what, I, what I believe in their discussion will be a credit. So if you, have, hmm. if you own a $3 million house and the guy next to you has a $100,000 house, but well, wait a second, that's not fair. And everybody has that sense of fairness, no matter what, by mm-hmm. the way. Uh, and they'll solve it. They'll say, I understand. Neither one of you are going to have ownership to your house. You can stay there. You can live there. Uh, that's not a problem. But um, we'll give you a credit. So you that have a $3 million house, you get more equity in something, which I believe is, is corporate uh, I think the I think the beast, which we'll get into. I'm kind of getting ahead of myself here, but I think the beast is actually more corporate uh, structure than it is national structure. Hmm. So it's not nations; it's actually corporations, and and corporations will have stock. Now it'll all be on an exchange. Hmm. Not that you could buy and sell it; it's it's value. So I'll give you more value in this thing because during that first three and a half years, there's tremendous wealth building. By the way, you made a you made a statement about that. It's accurate. It's perception. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily real right, to where you can, perception you, you, can, you can go take that and go do something with it because you, you won't be able to, I don't believe you'll be able to sell it. You'll be able to own it. Mm-hmm. Own it meaning it'll be attributed to you. Uh, they're talking about mm-hmm. a universal income. Right. Uh, we're going to give everybody income. Uh, so you'll be able to stay in your house debt-free, Mm-hmm. Have income, and by the way, you'll still have a desire to work because if you work, which will as- assign you to the work, uh, we'll give you more of the maybe income, maybe equity, uh, and we'll set up a hierarchy for that. So that'll be part of it. But that's the discussion that's going on today of the Great Reset. Uh, interesting, like, huh? Uh, there's talk and about this. And this isn't this isn't even hidden. This is just you know easily found on the websites of these organizations that you can read through and see what they're actually discussing, and prominent leaders throughout the world that are involved in these discussions. Right, right. And as we get yes. into the study, I'm going to share with you uh, some of the motivators, people behind it, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of right. who are desiring openly, by the way, one mm-hmm. world government. Uh, right. But anyway, when the mark of the beast comes. Um, there is one world government, one economic system. And because it's what I believe coming out of the collapse, that in order for you to participate, you have to agree to this and mm-hmm. sign up for this, this identi- identifier, uh, the mark of the beast, 666, uh, which by the way, barcodes all have that number, 666. Mm. Uh, so that's interesting. Uh, and so God, you know, uh, it'll, it'll be known. So what happens is the world willingly mm-hmm. uh, takes the mark of the beast. Every person in the world, most mm-hmm. people in the world, willingly take the beast except a few. And here's the few. Israel doesn't. <laughs> right. Uh, they don't do it. Um, and number two is the remnant mm-hmm. that is followers of Christ who say, I see what this is, mm-hmm. even though it's attractive to join the system. And isn't that a good idea? And so what? That it's an electronic thing. Well, mm-hmm. we're used to that, see? Hey, we're used to the COVID passport. That's a desensitizer. Uh, we're right. used to the next thing. Um, and we'll be used to that. And it'll be, oh, yeah, sure, no problem. The only ones that will say no is I know what that is. That's mm-hmm. the mark of the beast. I'm not taking that. I'm going to I'm going to let God guide me and lead me through how to maneuver that because I'm not joining the system. Well, right. okay, when that happens, um whose responsibility is it? See, it's God's. Mm-hmm. He'll say, "Do you see? Do you understand? Do you understand this is it? This is a uh, no." It's, it'll be clear as a bell. It's not going to be fuzzy. 
So we never have to wonder, well, what about the vaccine? Is that it? Mm-hmm. Nah, not yet. Uh, no, it's not. It's not the mark of the beast. It's a precursor. Um, and your decision whether you take the vaccine or not is really now between you and God's will. Um, and a variety of people that I know Christians have done it, and a lot of Christians said no. Why? Mm-hmm. Well, because that's what God told them. That's what you. That's how you function. Right. At the mark of the beast, and that's why the way why we why he says, read this aloud. Mm-hmm. You better be in a group, because we're going to come together and say, uh, have you have you received? Pay this, attention. Be that accountable. This is, that this is the mark of the beast. Yep, I have. Uh, I've got it too. I've hey, I've got it too. Hey, I've got it too. Yeah, that's it. Um, it'll be clear as a bell. So we don't have to worry about that. And, uh, and don't even bother uh, uh, having anxiety about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, what if I make a mistake? What if I make a mistake? Now, so some people's, um, one of the things that you hear, I don't know if you want to talk about this yet or go into this later, but the, wor- the worry that there is a verse, um, and I don't know where it is, that talks about that many will be deceived into taking it. And so I know Christians who get all caught up in a ball of what if I am deceived into taking it? Um, do you want to flesh that out yet? Or do you want to save that for another time? Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it again, but let's talk about it now. Um, okay. uh, so let's go to um, my son, Caleb, and I had a great discussion on this the other day, and he had some incredible insight on it. It was, he's a, he's a great thinker. You ever want to just have fun talking someday? I'll put you and Caleb on the phone together and you'll just have a grand time. Um, so this is Paul, uh, and this is Second Timothy 3, uh, verse 1. He says, but know this, that in the last days, mm-hmm. uh, perilous times will come. Men, uh, and he's talking about uh, both believers and unbelievers, will be lovers of themselves, lovers mm-hmm. of money, which, by the way, is a motivator, uh, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, (laughs) slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. And this this is it, verse Mm 5. Having a form of godliness but denying its power. Mm. Always, in verse 7, always learning, but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Mm. Okay. Wow. Um, Well, when he talks about deceivers, uh, and you could be, uh, in the end, you will be deceived. Um, Okay, think about the simplicity of that. Mm -hmm. What happens when I'm deceived, what what happens to me, and what do I wind up believing? You're believing a lie. I believe in a lie because mm-hmm. um, I haven't pursued the truth. Right. I've accepted something else as now what I believe to be the truth. Right. And because I believe it, I live in what's called deception. Mm-hmm. Because I've flipped it. If I said to you, um, do you believe this? Um, uh, and say, and you said, uh, yeah, I believe that, that um, uh, you know, that you actually don't have to uh, be generous and tithe to be blessed by God. I don't believe that. Okay. Um, why do you not, not believe it? Well, because, because, because. Mm-hmm. So what do you believe is the truth? I believe that you don't have to do that. Uh, And I believe I can be blessed without doing that. Uh, And it doesn't matter. Okay, well, the Bible (laughs) says the opposite. Exactly. Now, Christians, and there's a lot of Christians that basically say, I don't care about tithing. That's not important, and I don't Mm -hmm. have to. Um, and I can be blessed without it. Mm-hmm. Now, they believe that is the truth, right? Right. The Bible says the opposite. The truth is this. And so there's a disregard for the truth. Disregard. And then, therefore, they live under what? Deception. Under deception. Because why? Right. Their, their operation is I'm operating this way. Uh, why? 
Well, and by the way, rejecting truth and staying in self. Well, because everybody, uh, when you function, mm -hmm. you operate under your truth. Mm -hmm. You do. So that um, if I say, uh, yeah, I know I'm married, but I'm arguing with my wife, I'm fighting with my wife, uh, uh, we don't get along, eh, you know what? It's going to be better for me to leave. And I can mm -hmm. even commit adultery with this other person because she's not satisfying me and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, well, they operate under what they believe to be true. Right. Now, is it truth? No, it's deception. Mm -hmm. Okay, now, now think about the simple reason why. Why would I ever get deceived? Well, because you're not staying in truth. You're not looking I don't have a, I don't have a heart. I don't have a heart yeah. to go to truth. And this is why, why what we're trying to say is so critical is um, as we learn about the end time and the difficulty that that's going to present to us, including what we're talking about now is, well, am I going to be deceived about the mark of the beast? Mm -hmm. uh, well, it's really based on your heart. And mm -hmm. it's not then, it's how are you living now? Right. Uh, are you pursuing truth? Do you understand truth? Do you hear God's voice? Do you understand how to do that? Do you understand how to do that in a group? Do you understand how to go to unity? Do you understand about peace, rule in your life? Are you understanding about freedom and joy? Do you understand all that? Um, mm -hmm. If I don't care right. what the Bible has to say, as a beginning point, I absolutely am going to be deceived. You will be deceived. I will absolutely right. be deceived. I mean, that's absolute. Yeah. Uh, and there's lots of deception going on today. Like, for example, mm -hmm. uh, there's people, Christians, evangelical Christians, who are preaching what's called universalism. Mm -hmm. It isn't just Christ. Oh. Uh, it's more than that. Hey, he loves you, and uh, he'll let you get through. I, there's even a guy that's teaching there isn't even a hell in Satan. Mm -hmm. um, and everybody gets to heaven. Uh, there's just a, pa a pastor, an evangelical pastor, uh, three weeks ago. I, I think I said this. Yeah. He came on uh, the show, a very famous uh, TV preacher said, I have been told by God that there's nobody in hell. Everybody's, right. Everybody makes it to heaven. Uh, wait a second. Okay, now what happened? Deception. Right. How yeah. did deception come in? I didn't pursue right. just to an, an understanding is, well, yeah. okay, God speaks. He doesn't violate what he's already written. Mm -hmm. I, I got that. I believe it. I, I receive it. That's a truth that I live mm -hmm. with. Okay, well, yeah. then what am I going to do when I come up with this stuff? Well, I'm going to go to the Word, mm -hmm. see what it has to say, and then say, God, how do you apply that to me? Um, right. And you'll st you will stay in the truth because the Holy Spirit, which we've talked about, role is to guide will you into lead what? lead you to all truth. Lead you into all truth, yes. Okay, now, if you just take that simplicity uh, statement, God, the Holy Spirit will guide you into all truth. How could you find up in untruth? If you are shutting him out. If you don't, you, you don't, not you, you're not listening. being led. I yeah. don't care. I'm not following that. I'm going to go follow right. my own way. And I start to believe something mm -hmm. that isn't true. I'm deceived. Right. So those, right. that, those with, with, a, with an authentic heart for truth say, what if, because uh, he said many will be deceived. Mm -hmm. uh, many will fall away. Many will uh, have the knowledge, but never understand his power. It'll never right. actually know the truth, even though they say they are. Mm -hmm. That's talking about believers, yeah. talking about Christians. And this is why it's so important. And on the rest of the week, as we talk about abiding and really learning to stay connected and hearing God's voice, this is part of the urgency of that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, and not only that, because of the tough times and the chaotic times that we happen mm -hmm. to be in, whether, whether we're in the end or not, there's nobody right. that says, well, we're not in chaos. Right. Uh, and evil's becoming good and good's becoming evil. And it's a mess uh, and mm -hmm. getting messier and the economics are uncertain. And God says, well, <laughs> if I was you, um, I'd, I'd walk with me. Right. Uh, and, I, and so when, you, when you, we come to them, people say to me, what if, am I going to get deceived about the mark of the beast. Mm -hmm. uh, and the answer is, if you have a heart to follow God, who's gonna lead you into all truth, and you are following him and being led into all truth, is he gonna bait and switch you? 
There is no way. See, no way. Right. Um, and you can't be deceived. Right. It'll be clear as Yet, a bell. The other, the opposite of that is true. If you are not following him, not seeking to hear his voice and shutting that out or turning, you know, hardening your heart to his truth, then you will be deceived. Yes. Um, yeah. I'll give you another. Uh, oh, by the way, um, one thing during the end, uh, you know, the beast is a is a block. 10, mm-hmm. 10 something black. I tend, I'm tending to think it's more corporate than it is national. Um, out of that comes the Antichrist mm-hmm. um, who sets himself up as God. Well, described in there is what John referred to as a false prophet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we got to understand what his understanding of that was. Uh, is that a false prophet is somebody who, remember, he's in, he's in post-resurrection. Right. He's in the church age. Okay. He understands what a false prophet is. A false prophet is somebody who says, I'm a Christian. And I'm telling you, Christians, you should do this. Mm. But it's opposite of what God says. Of the truth. Because it's right. not called a true prophet. It's called mm-hmm. a false prophet. Okay. Right. Um, by definition, a large group of the Christian community is going to be deceived. They're going to follow the false prophet. Right. Uh, why? Because they have placed their allegiance to what man says, not what God mm-hmm. says. The right. false prophet is going to speak opposite of God. And see, it won't be fuzzy. Mm-hmm. Uh, to we who are part of the remnant, the things he'll say, we'll say, that's, that's not true. Right. That's not true. That's not true. Uh, because it's completely against Scripture, mm-hmm. which is simple. It's not fuzzy. Mm-hmm. It'll be, you see, that's not true. You see, that's not true. He's a false prophet. Well, he stands next to the Antichrist and tells everybody, follow him. He's the one that actually encourages, this is interesting. He encourages everybody to take the mark of the beast. Mm. And by the way, a lot of Christians do. Right. Because they're deceived following a false prophet who looks like he's a Christian Mm -hmm. standing up with the Antichrist. And so Mm -hmm. if you think, well, that guy's a Christian and he's saying this is okay. And I don't know the difference between what he's saying and the truth. What am I going to do? I'll be deceived and say, oh, I'll, I'll just do that. Right. Uh, isn't that a good thing? Hey, church, isn't that a good thing? And most of your church says, yeah, sure, that's a good thing to do. The only ones that won't will be the remnant mm-hmm. who will say, eh, that's not true. That guy's a false prophet. Right. I'm not following right. that guy. And by the way, we're going to get into it. Jesus says, beware. As the end approaches, mm-hmm. Beware of false prophets. And then he actually Which means lit. there will be many. Yeah. He describes it. Uh, and so we're going to get into that. So um, it's really going to be interesting. And so what I try to help people with is that, uh, and this is kind of funny to me, uh, there's, fear, <laughs> there's fear on both sides of it. Mm-hmm. And that is I'm afraid that it's going to come and it's going to be awful. Right. Uh, and, and, oh, won't that be bad? And I'm, I'm so scared of that, you know, and God mm-hmm. says, eh, don't be scared. Remember, he told us in there, don't be afraid. Right. As we read Revelation 1, do not be afraid. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two is on the other side of it, what if I make a mistake? Mm-hmm. Am I going to be deceived? Am I going to fall? Am I going to make a huge mistake thinking that I'm doing the right thing? Right. Uh, and God says, interesting enough, if you have a heart to follow me, I won't let you make a mistake. You'll know that you know that you know. It'll be absolutely clear. You won't follow the false prophet. You won't follow the Antichrist. You will not take the mark of the beast. Mm -hmm. I'll show you all of that, and it'll be— And that is the job of the Holy Spirit. That's the job of the Holy Spirit, and it'll be crystal clear. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be fuzzy. And by the way, we we have—we've been, you know, uh, uh, Monday through Wednesday of every week. We have Thursday guest day, and Friday is end times day. We are talking right now about discerning God's will. Right. Uh, kind of important that we really understand how to do that now. And this is what he's trying. I think that's one of the things he's trying to tell us is mm-hmm. you really got to start to process this 
and mm-hmm. get used to living this way. Right. So that when it happens, it's not like, well, I don't even know anything about this. What if I guess right. wrong? Well, that's why you got to kind of know something about it. How do yeah. I, how do You've I already God's learned will? how to function in this way and how to question him and, and be in conversation and abide and hear his voice. And so you can practice that now. Yeah, yeah really. exactly. So uh, we're <laughs> at the end of our time already. Uh, but we'll, uh, we'll continue uh, processing this. But, you know, today was such a, I think, an important day uh, that God mm-hmm. wanted to set up and say, um, let me set your mind at ease. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't be afraid of what's coming up. And particularly, don't worry that you're going to make a mistake and be deceived. Mm-hmm. No, you won't. Um, I'll show you the truth. Uh, be willing to let me guide you into the truth. And these decisions that we do have to make will be crystal clear to us. And mm-hmm. by the way, that's one of the reasons why he says, get a group around you that has a heart right. to follow me because you're going to need each other right. to, to confirm that all this. heart posture is so important. Yep. And then having the community as well. Yep. It's huge. Yep. So as you have uh, questions, which uh, we <laughs> imagine you do uh, <laughs> about this end and stuff that we're starting to, we kind of got a little bit ahead of ourselves in terms of just, uh, uh, laying it out a little bit. We're going to get into the detail of all this, but uh, put your questions on the comment section of YouTube or in uh, the uh, uh, email us at, at questions mm-hmm. at afjministry.com, questions at afjministry.com. Uh, and uh, we're going to continue uh, just going on, see where the Spirit would take us. Uh, you know, we've got material and we've got things to, to read through in Scripture, but uh, I think today was a really important day. Uh, for us to kind of get a a piece about this mm-hmm. uh, and a trust a trust about it, and by the way, there's a demarcation. Mm-hmm. What you've laid out for us is so, uh, in a sense, uh, a line that is gonna is going to occur. You you can be deceived, right? And people, Christians, are going to be deceived. Uh, but do you have a heart not to be deceived? Do you have a heart to right. be led by the Holy Spirit? And you're going to have to choose mm-hmm. by what pursuing the truth. Uh, and so that's Absolutely. why that's why this is so critical. So, well, I can, so I, can, I can keep going. I can this. keep going on. <laughs> <laughs> this is such useful conversation for us all to have. Thank you for sharing your wisdom and insight, and for just bringing us back to God's pure word on this too. Yeah. This is a blessing. Yeah, it's gonna so be thank fun. You. Yep. And uh, we urge everybody to, you know, tell everybody about uh, End Times Fridays, and uh, hopefully you'll join us the rest of the week too. But uh, we're having fun with it, and uh, we'll just keep enjoying. Uh, talking about it, processing it. It's all, ba- it's all based on the scriptures. So Thank that's, you for how joining us that. for today's episode so of Come to see you. Your all podcast right, for truth in a world Thanks of chaos. Us, yep. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.